0: Enjoy the show. Beaming at you from the depths of the internet. This is the Temple of Geek Podcast, your one stop for all, all, things things geek. all things geek. Welcome to the Temple of Geek Podcast. For those of you tuning in for the first time, my name is Aaron, and I'll be your host tonight as we discuss the first three episodes of WandaVision. Letting you guys know right now if you guys are new to this podcast, uh, I'm going to go right into spoilers. So if you guys don't want to hear about spoilers, uh, go watch the first three episodes, then come right on back with us. Uh, otherwise, if you don't care about spoilers or you've already seen it, you just sit on down and we'll get right on into this. The Temple of Geek podcast, we've been around since 2012. Here we discuss and celebrate fandoms and all things geek. And for our returning listeners, thank you again for tuning in. With me today, we have a very special guest. I was actually a guest on her show this past week. You guys can check that out on her podcast, Lady Comic Book History. We have Alexandria Sams on. Alexandria, how are you doing?
1: I am great. How are you?
0: I'm good. It, it feels like we it's only been like a week or so since we last spoke. And we got some new stuff to talk about. Oh, there. yeah,
1: we do. <laughs>
0: yeah. And for those of you who who may have already heard my interview on Alexandria's podcast, uh, we went on for a long time talking about like all types of stuff. We went on so many tangents, but it all somehow (laughs) cohesively went together. So I'm happy about that. So how are you doing? I'm
2: better now that I saw the third episode of WandaVision.
0: Yeah. Let me say something real quick. So we were going to record this like from the time that we're recording this, we were going to record this a half hour ago. And when we got on, Alexandria told me that she hadn't watched the third episode. I was like, okay, get back to me in a half hour. Go watch (laughs) it. Go watch it. And it'll be a much better podcast because of it. So here we are. Keeping it professional and keeping it entertaining for you listeners out there. So... (laughs) let before we get into the episodes um because uh you said this when when I was on your podcast you said that uh Wanda Scarlet Witch was one of your favorite if not your favorite character to the point favorite that favorite of all to, time favorite of all time to the point you make it your life's work to get <laughs> every appearance she's in which yeah. uh, for those of you who don't know Wanda Maximoff uh Scarlet Witch has been a character for almost uh 60 years this is this is 60 years worth of comics that you are looking to get.
2: 1,098 appearances,
0: yes. <laughs> get 1,098 appearances so far because comics are still being printed out. Correct. Right now. Yeah. <laughs> so, comics are still being printed out right now. So on any given Wednesday, that number can go up. Tell me how you tell me what got you into Wanda slash Scarlet Witch. Like what was it about her character that made her your all-time favorite? Honestly,
2: she's kind of the linchpin for how I got into comics, because up until Age of Ultron came out, I had only seen the movies. I had only seen the MCU movies. As far as DC, I grew up on the uh, cartoons and stuff. But Joss Whedon made me fall in love with her with the, like, ten total minutes of screen time she had in Age of Ultron. And then I just Googled everything I could find about her, and I just started reading everything I could find. And that kind of got me into a—I went down a rabbit hole— Of comic books in general and yeah so i i guess i became the comic book nerd i was or i am in um just after age of ultron was released
0: dope so like so again this is 60 years worth of history in in one character can you tell tell the listeners what is your favorite version of of wanda and what story what story arc is your favorite now i understand that's a hard question because that's like asking <laughs> what your favorite song is and stuff but at, right. this, at this moment in time which will likely change after you hear this episode in the comics because we'll get to the movies and the show in a little bit
2: in the comics my favorite story arc is and probably will forever be house of m okay really showed how powerful she was like there were there. The groundwork was there, but you had never really seen the extent of what she could do until house of M, Mm -hmm. And that kind of culminated everything, the reality warping, the reality, destroying her ability to bring back people from the dead. Like all of that was in one story arc. And so I love that forever. As far as her like character arcs and storylines, I don't, I am a Wanda fan who is not a huge fan or puts a lot of stock into her solo series because honestly more happens for her when she is the leaders of, when she is the leader of West coast Avengers in yeah. both the West coast Avengers and Avengers West coast titles, than happens for her in any of her solo series.
0: Okay. Cause no and I, and I get that because, uh, she, she got time to shine in the West coast Avengers uh most mm-hmm. definitely because that that was just a a dope series Um, uh, the first version of the second version of it of is, is really cool too if you if you haven't read them they rebooted west coast avengers for about like 12 months or whatever and mm-hmm. that with uh kate bishop as the leader and then for whatever reason hawkeye being just like the old dude hanging about and yeah. <laughs> now with scarlet witch you kind of almost have to and i and i hate having to have to relate uh women characters with the men around them but when it comes to scarlet witch you kind of have to and 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 recently we got away from it which i don't know if that's good or bad but you kind of got to talk about quicksilver too who who finally after so long Gets mentioned in this week's episode of Wandavision. So, Quicksilver's her twin brother, Pietro Maximoff. He is uh, the spitting image of his actual father, Magneto. Uh, I don't thank care you. What, I don't care what anybody <laughs> says. We'll die on this hill. <laughs> yeah, I will die on this hill. It It is actual father is Magneto. Stupid retcon, anyway. Ugh. Oh, oh, was so bad. But, but yeah, so. So that's it's her twin brother, uh, which we won't talk about the ultimate storyline that they get, but (laughs) you got to collect those too. You said every appearance, so
1: I did. Yeah,
0: (laughs) you know what that means. So you're gonna see some weird things. Uh, Also, they they bring up her her former husband, who's her current husband in the MCU, Vision, which brings us to which brings us to our main conversation, Wandavision. We're three episodes in. How are you liking it so far?
2: So, I yeah, I ranted about this on my TikTok after the first two episodes because I was not happy, mm. and all of the feedback I got because you know it's the internet, so it was aggressive. Of course, uh, was well that's the structure of the show. They're imitating a sitcom. That's why it's so short. Like, yeah, I get it. Thirty minutes episodes, fine. But there's a difference between runtime and content time. And with a two minute intro and seven minutes of credits, it's not a 30 minute episode. So (laughs) those first two episodes could have been one episode and there was still too much filler.
0: Yeah, it was it was a lot of filler in there. And also and this is just with like uh, 12 years of MCU and you kind of got to pay. We're conditioned to pay attention to each and every frame. Because you'll yeah. see it's a thirty-minute show, but you'll get online at any given time, and I, and myself included, like with this episode here, you'll see like hour-long breakdowns of episodes and stuff.
2: <laughs> That's my thing with the first two. Everyone is pointing out like Easter eggs. I'm like, you're not pointing out Easter eggs. Easter eggs are hidden. You're pointing out the only plot points that existed in thirty minutes right, of content. Like
0: right. people have lost the idea of like Easter eggs in film and stuff. It's like, yo, this is. Right there, out in the open, they kind of want you to see this, you know. Right. When I saw after the first two episodes aired, you see so many. Oh, it's going to be Mephisto! It's going to be Mephisto! It's going to be Mephisto! I'm like, which? I'm
2: sorry, I have to comment on that real quick. That would make no sense at all.
0: None. At this point, not at all.
2: Even considering history, because they're working off the comics a very little bit, right? Um, and this is one thing I I said on my TikTok that I was hoping they were going to do is in order to expand her powers. expanded them by the decade to reflect what it was in the comic books and they so far have done that which i appreciate but 1098 appearances and he was in like four of them there's no real ties besides her children
0: to mephisto right
2: so i'm gonna go with
0: that makes no sense don't do it right (laughs) and and i would i would much rather them not go with Mephisto like even though Mephisto's a cool character and stuff he has some significance in the Marvel Cinematic Universe of course but right to just say off, not of, two,
1: her character. off no. of two
0: episodes and just because the color red is present they're like oh it's Mephisto I'm like
2: people act like that's not
0: also Wanda's color like her, her name is Scarlet Witch <laughs> Thank you. Like, Thank you. Scarlet <laughs> is a shade of red. Like, come on. Uh, 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 let's 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 go with that. There are so many yeah. other people that like Scarlet Witch is one of those few superhero well not few. Scarlet Witch is one of the many superheroes who does not have a well-defined arch nemesis. If Wanda had an arch nemesis, it would honestly be herself.
2: Because we talked about this a little bit on mine, how overpowered women are generally tied to their mental and emotional state. Right. And that can probably be said for most of those
0: female characters. Absolutely. And like most of them, their their arch enemy is themselves. Like Storm has Shadow King, which they've gotten far away from, but Scarlet Witch, her enemy is typically herself, and her manipulative family. not even just talking about Magneto and Quicksilver. I mean, like, at some point, Wonder Man, Vision. Vision wasn't
2: wonderful to her all the time, yeah. Vision
0: wasn't that awesome of a husband and stuff. Like, a lot of people have seen this through the lens of the MCU, which is great, but when you dive into the history of all this stuff, like, you gotta understand, Vision is based on the brain patterns of Ultron, who's based on the brain patterns of Henry Pym, who... Slapped the shit out of his wife on panel and, yep. cre- and created Ultron just to show that he was a hero, which, you know, he created one of the biggest Avengers villains ever. For those who don't know, Iron Man did not create Ultron in the comics. That was Henry Pym. And, There's
2: but, a lot of Henry Pym erasure in the MCU. Oh
0: my goodness. So I'm much. not here for it. <laughs> I'm, I mean, I I get why they went with the Scott Lang version of Ant-Man. I'm fine with that. You know, age, age them down and stuff. Keep, make them younger. I, I get that. You want to get to Young Avengers quicker. Right? You know, but at the same time, Henry Pym is a very significant part of like the Marvel mythos. So mm-hmm. they, they kind of pushed him over to the side just a little bit a lot of people with like you know keen really deep deep and i mean deepity deep comic book history Mm-mm. you'll see that like the neighbors in town all like have mm-hmm. some kind of significance to the comic and and, and it's, it's kind of cool how they all weave that all in and pay attention to those little commercials that they do
1: some of them are really really
2: obvious
0: The one in episode three kind of spills the beans on whatever there is they're trying to do, which they might be doing that on purpose to just give some misdirection on it. But yeah, those commercials are super duper important to just pay attention to because they're bringing up HYDRA. Uh, They're bringing up S.W.O.R.D., which they changed the acronym for S.W.O.R.D. I did some independent research and found out something about a character that I wasn't ready for, but I'm totally here for. (laughs) So far, who is your favorite, like, side character?
2: Agatha! Okay, sorry, Agnes. Yep, we, all okay, yeah, Agnes. we all know
0: it's going to be Agnes. we all know. We all know what that, because once you said Ag, I was like, Ugh.
2: I'm here for it, because that, actually, that's probably one of my favorite, like, deepening of Scarlet Witch's uh, history and growing up her powers and character development is her time with Agatha Harkness. And I love how subtly they kind of brought in Agnes. Yeah. And if you don't know, then you don't know. So it's going to be a surprise. But if you do know, it was like a really hype moment for everyone watching. Right. Um,
0: Now, for the people who don't know, give us a little bit of history of Agatha Harkness.
2: Agatha Harkness is basically a person Wanda trained with to expand her uh, witchy powers. This was kind of in between the time of her being a mutant and her being a witch, because, you know, that's been changed in the comics several several times for no reason. Agatha in the comics was depicted as one of the original witches from the Salem Witch Trials. Right. And someone pointed out that her, like, the anniversary she uses for her and her husband is the day the Salem witch trial started, so that was kind of cool. She, she's pretty significant in the comics, independent of Scarlet Witch, you know, in relations to WandaVision. As she was also killed by Wanda after one of her mental breaks. Her first appearance was, like, Fantastic Four 94? I'm not entirely sure what year that was, but... She's been around for a hot second
0: in the comic books. She's been around. She's, she's, she's one of the other OG characters that's been around for a very long, long time. My thing is with the casting of uh, Deborah Joe Rupp, correct? Yes. Deborah mm-hmm. Joe Rupp. Now my thing, this is a nitpick for me. And this is just me being just a fan of certain things. I wish that Mr. Hart was cast as Kurt Woodsmith. He may have been busy, I would have loved to just see Ooh. Red and Kitty on on screen Ooh. just one more time. That would have just been a delight to my that, heart. That's fair. I, I have, I, that's fair. I would have. I would have loved Dude, to have that. just seen that. Just be like, you know what? Give Kurtwood Smith slide him a couple dollars and bring him in. Just him, have, <laughs> have him, have him and Kitty on screen again. That would just be just that's that would awesome. be just awesome to me. And yeah, I and when I saw in the first episode, like. You see tonal changes in the way that they they way that they film it. Uh, it's filmed as like a single camera, you know, sitcom. Uh, now three camera, three right. camera sitcom, and as serious parts, like when Mister Hart was choking on his food, you see that little loop of uh of Agnes, of Agnes just saying "Stop it" and smiling, but her face is still kind of worried, and then it goes back to the to the super HD camera view, and then Vision using his powers in front of everybody. Uh, when I first saw that scene, it looked like, and, and I always look at Wanda when when scenes go like that. It looked like she's in complete mm-hmm. control of everything that's going on. Do you yes. do you get that, or is it, or am I just crazy?
2: I definitely got that vibe from the the first two episodes. Because there was a moment kind of like that in the second episode as well, where she looks like, because as soon as she says, help him, Vic, that kind of told you that she knew what was going on and it was up to her to fix it.
0: Yeah. And, and like, anytime somebody says or does something that Wanda doesn't particularly like, she rewinds everything to get something that she wants. Like she's, it's basically set in a TV show and it's almost intentional like and she's the director so the first episode we're introduced to a couple different people we've got vision who's you know no one is questioning why a man named is vision um,
1: right that was just no, normal to no you no one's questioning okay. that
0: at all that's like if you want to stop and think that something's wrong with this town that's the first thing um You've got Wanda,
1: you got Wanda in
0: there who, you know, kept her maiden name. Of course, you know, you be strong, beautiful woman. You know, you do it. You got Mr. Hart, uh, Agnes Hart, Ag- Agnes Hart. Yeah. Agatha Harkness. Yeah, let's just put it on out there. That's that we're getting that. And you have a couple of his uh, co-workers and their neighbor. Who is the neighbor? Uh dark hair she's she's basically playing the sitcom neighbor role she just pops over and just says witty things i'm katherine
2: because they appeared in that in that dinner scene um they were never on screen at the same time but mr hart's wife and neighbor agnes yes but i mean keep in mind agatha is a witch
0: exactly so she can be whatever she so. wants
2: to be so we don't really need explanations for these things. It's just she's a witch. Exactly. She can be up here as she wants. appear where she wants. She's the one that taught Wanda to expand her power. So a lot of the magic that Wanda uses, she got from learning from Agatha. Exactly. So, you know, grain of salt.
0: <laughs> and also, um, let's just go straight into the second episode too, because they aired on the same day. Uh, we get tiana paris playing geraldine now you're up to date right you're up to date now she wears a charm around her neck which is the sword logo which sword? sword in in the marvel cinematic universe now means sentient weapon observation response division (laughs) so basically she's she's observing living weapons which uh vision and scarlet witch definitely definitely are
2: which would be considered right especially since they didn't sign the accords and that was still a thing right um in the mcu vision
0: did but i will say vision did sign he was on iron man i
2: saw a lot of people well right um i saw a lot of right after she was introduced um because she introduced herself as Dottie. oh yeah and considering the time period that they were set in, like obviously, this is just where my mind goes to tie it into the mm-hmm. MCU. Do you remember the name of the girl Bucky dated that they briefly talked about in Civil War before they? Uh, no. Before they went into Dolores and he called her Dot, so that's oh, where my mind went. Yeah. I mean, we all know it's Monica, but right, still, right. that's not. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and like well well the uh I looked at the uh casting like the call sheet for it and they kinda just give away that Geraldine is Monica Rambeau.
1: Monica Rambeau, just
0: right? Basically just, they,
1: they weren't hiding. They weren't anything, hiding though.
0: that at all. Like they ha- it hasn't been revealed or anything, but you guys are hearing it right here first. Uh that uh Geraldine is <laughs> Monica Rambeau, uh who we previously saw as a little girl in Captain Marvel. So there's another reason for you guys to watch Captain Marvel. There you go. That's how you can spend your, your afternoon.
2: I'm I'm really hoping they don't go through all the things she all like the hero things she went through in the comics. Like Photon, Pulsar, cool. Um, but also I just I just want Spectrum. I, <laughs> I just want them to get to Spectrum. Yeah,
0: because because the Captain Marvel thing is not gonna happen, even though she was Captain Marvel before Carol Danvers was. First. Yes. But they're not gonna go that route. I understand that. Uh but I am really glad that Monica Rambeau is here. Excuse me, earlier than, you know, we thought she was going to be. Um for sure. Uh also, you got uh you got Billy and Tommy. Let's 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 talk about Yes,
2: I will say I'm glad they kept the comic book accurate names. Yes.
0: They got we got I was going to be a We got Billy and Tommy. We got the <laughs> twins that Wanda and Vision somehow had and no one questioned. Uh, until much, much, much later.
2: That's going to be interesting. If they don't do Mephisto, I want to know how they justify it. Or if they just add it as part of her reality-warping powers, which it it is. There was just a source in the comic books. Exactly. um, And there doesn't necessarily have to be in in this. It would be a pretty easy fix. But, you know, I'm just curious how they're going to go about
0: that. I'm curious about the one thing that we haven't spoke about yet, which is, uh, how in the hell is Vision alive? How did we do that? Because we all very well, vividly saw Vision just just crap one out.
2: Well, I have several things to say about okay. this. Um, So at the end of episode two, after the beekeeper crawls out of the sewer and Wanda and Viz are just kind of watching, mm-hmm. she says no. And then it kind of does this rewind thing. And yeah. then they're back in yeah. the house. So this could be one of two things. Because people forget that she can manipulate time. She has a very long list of powers, and yeah. time manipulation is one of those things. But it could have also been no, and her speaking it out of existence, since it's very right. clear that we're in a reality that she because created. Because
0: if she were to go backwards in so, time to bring Vision back, that would open a huge can of worms with everything else. Because right. they were back in Wakanda dealing but with Thanos. On- so.
2: On her long list of powers, she can bring back the dead, at least in the comic books. Now, we're living in a reality she created right now in WandaVision, and that became clear, very, very clear in Episode 3. And that the people that are living in this town that she created are aware that they're kind of trapped there.
0: They they know that something's wrong Um, and they can't do anything about it, or they're going to get... Phased out of exactly. existence,
2: exactly, or they were expelled from the reality, right? Like the end of the episode, but um, so wa- Vision being alive is either she brought him back from the dead and trapped him in this little reality with her, or she just is grieving him and is missing him so much that he is a part of this reality that she created, and she feels safe and happy in this reality. But that would open up the question: Why isn't Pietro there?
0: Yeah, because yeah, because like so if she can bring back.
2: Vision. I'm really hoping that she just brought Viz back from the dead.
0: I I I want that to be the case, but at the same time, I don't want it to be because okay, yeah, you brought back Vision, but you know, you you also had this twin brother who you shared a womb with that you didn't bring back. Well,
2: my thinking is that in the comic books there wasn't a whole lot of time that passed in between her resurrecting true. people that had died.
1: Right.
2: So, she didn't have access to that power when Pietro died, but when she was angry enough to take on Thanos, this was pretty fresh, Vision's death was pretty fresh right. for her. That was still five so years, that, still five years if, that passed. It's a sh- in reality, but not
0: in her oh, mind, this is true because she just she's one of us. Remember, they away. were
2: stuck in the reality zone and only five or so minutes right. had
0: passed. Okay, I I get that.
2: So it's it's a much shorter time for her to have not only accessed this power, these powers, but still feeling this grief. So it had been a significant amount of time from Pietro to her being able to do anything about it. Um. So she had the proper like time to grieve him and i think losing vision was just kind of a set off for her she had lost the person she grew up with and the person that she loved and it hadn't been that long for her since she lost vision till she could access these new powers so her bringing him back from the dead makes more sense to me
0: and also and i had to watch like i i'm I'm glad they shifted to color and i could so i could verify this uh, the reality stone is still in... No, no, the mind stone is still in play because that still envisions his... Uh, it envisions how Very, head. very yep. destructible head, by the way. Um, <laughs> she had that line about, oh, my husband has an indestructible head. Uh, no, he doesn't. Very, uh, yep, yep. Not, not, uh, <laughs> we, we we saw it how... District, my you kind of destructed part of his head. But... <laughs> but, but, yeah, so... We're, we're getting little bits of, of, of we're getting some, finally some forward momentum in this storyline. Uh, also, did you get super excited to think that aim was going to be involved when a beekeeper popped out of the ground?
2: Yes, yes I did. I, it, I, it's so funny. Cause I, literally all my TikTok followers came from me ranting about the first two episodes of uh-huh. WandaVision, but it was so funny to look at like the analysis videos and people who don't read comic books trying to figure out who all these people are. Right. And so I decided that the, the, the good nerd thing of me to do would be to do a podcast episode on all of the people that have already appeared. Give a little bit of background and do a little, like, take everyone's theories of who might be showing up. And give non-comic book people uh, a a little background so that they can be all caught up when they watch the show.
0: Because <laughs> and then they're, at, they're at, and I and I do believe that they're actually structuring this as a three act series. Like and we just got finished with the introduction with these first three episodes. The next three episodes we're gonna get are gonna give us way more information on what the hell is actually going on. Uh, which uh, I think, that,
1: time, yeah. yeah,
0: I think that I think she's really in that Hydra soak, where she want you want to go somewhere without going somewhere and go into a a paradise of right, yeah. That I was like, oh, that that's a little ham fisted right there. So we'll, we'll see how that works out. Which I think is part of it, but at the same time, I, I honestly think that the villain in this series, at least one of the villains, not maybe not even the main villain, but like the initial villain in this is indeed Wanda. Because if you say, which
2: was kind of my fear, like right now they're doing it. It's fine. We're three episodes in, but the more that the tension builds, the more that these people are becoming aware that they're trapped, the more Wanda starts to lose it. The more you're leaning into a sexist trope, I don't right, like. So right. I'm, I'm, I'm torn between yes, expand her powers, make her badass, and please don't do this to my Wanda.
0: Like, <laughs> and, and, and that's why I say she might be the initial villain, whereas at some point, maybe at the end of Act Two, she snaps out of what it is she's doing and realizes that she is being manipulated, and then we see the actual overarching villain, which is.
2: Well, that's my my double-edged sword, right? right? Because Wanda, I'm not saying telepaths can't be mind-controlled, because we've seen it with Jean Grey. But that said, Wanda is a far more powerful telepath than Jean Grey or Dark Phoenix has ever been outside of using other telepaths. Wanda has not been mind-controlled. She can't be looking at her power set. She has magical awareness. She has spell nullification. She is one of the most po- powerful telepaths that exists in Marvel yes. Comics. So you're either fucking up her character, or you're leaning really hard into this mental and emotional instability part of her character, and I'm not okay with either well, one. <laughs> and this
0: is me being devil's advocate, and kind of piggybacking off of something that you said previously, is that possibly she's not at that level yet where she can like resist mind control she might not be right she might not just be at that level yet also uh vision there being present with the mind stone it's an infinity stone the infinity stones react towards each other differently so she could and that was the same stone that was used to give her her powers in the first place
2: right and here's my thing is if she brought Vision back from the dead, which is what I am hoping yeah. for, he is probably the only person alive that can snap her out exactly. of her grief spiral. Right. So provided he's actually alive, you could lean into the loving husband they set up in the MCU uh, for him to bring her out of it in a way that wouldn't completely ruin her character. I
0: actually, now that you just said that... And I have this ability to kind of give a better story than what we might get. So here's my theory that will totally not come true.
2: I would say that's what I would do. What I would do as
0: a writer. But yes. Here's my here's my thing of what what could happen would make a better story for me until I see what they come out with, which I'm pretty sure I'll enjoy anyway. Mm-hmm. But since we've seen Vision die on screen, maybe her letting yeah. him go is what actually snaps her out of whatever she
2: Oh. Shit. Yeah. Oh god, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, I could, I could vibe with that. Provided, now there is a there's a little asterisk next to either of these theories here. Uh-huh. Either way, if they go anywhere near what you just described or anywhere near what I just described, she doesn't lose access to her newly expanded powers.
0: Oh, yes, as long as she doesn't lose access to that.
2: That is an That is an important part that I think people don't understand is women are depowered more than any other characters in the comics. And it's almost always tied to their emotional and mental state. Now I, I made this comment on the internet, which was my bad, I guess. And I got tons of men trying to list characters. That's also happened to completely missing the point. I'm like, Hey, you can name male characters it's happened to. The point is there are actual comic book studies. Yep. There are actual statistics that say that this disproportionately happens to female characters. Like, I have them. They're sitting in a binder. I, <laughs> I have the actual numbers. It happens to female characters more than it happens to male mm-hmm. characters. And it happens to female characters that are overpowered, dependent on their mental and emotional state. So provided that she keeps access to her newly expanded powers, that's fine. However, if they cut her off from that, I'm gonna have some issues.
0: But, but like, well, like I said, it they might go with the whole visions like, hey, you have to let I, I, my my English accent is terrible. You have to let me go, Wanda. <laughs> you have to let me go, Wanda. And then he like does that like checkerboard float away like she did in House of M with um with, with yeah. everybody, which would be a dope effect. Please, somebody at Disney, go back and make that effect because I know Do you it. haven't already. But Do um <laughs> Yeah, so I, I think that they might go that direction. I don't know. I, I'm not in that writing room. I, I have to say that because I'll get messages from people thinking that I have inside information or that I actually write for these shows, which you can clearly look, look <laughs> up my name and see that I don't. Um but <laughs> Yeah, so I I really want to see where they go in the future with this and just to see how it ties into the greater Marvel Universe. Now, the thing with Mephisto, people aren't bringing up Mephisto because he has anything to do with Scarlet Witch. People are bringing up Mephisto because of the one storyline where he was hanging out with Spider-Man. That's all that was.
2: Okay. Look, if Mephisto gets brought into the MCU, cool. However, I think you should wait until the Fantastic Four and Silver Surfer are brought in considering that his longest going like his, his ongoing rival is the Silver Surfer. Yeah. His, first, his first rival was Silver Surfer. Silver Surfer. So you should just leave it there. Let it be comic book accurate. There's no reason to bring him in now.
0: Also, an and unpopular opinion here, and, and I hate to say this because he's one of my favorite characters, but mm-hmm. Silver Surfer, I, I think the time is gone. I don't think we should bring him back. I don't think he, like, or at least, Interesting. I, I just, I, I mean, yeah, they they made him because they were tired of drawing spaceships. That's basically it. They're like, we just want a silver dude. Well,
2: but. There are, and I somewhat agree with you because there are other characters they've already announced that right. they're bringing in in order to make the MCU go cosmic. I just feel like eventually, and probably not in the ne in phase four or five, but eventually I feel like he's so, uh ubiquitous surrounding specifically the fantastic yeah. four that once you bring that team in, you kinda have to
0: you you can yeah, and it's because like there that but and there are several heralds of Galactus that they could use, but silver Surfer of course, is the most iconic, even though uh he's pretty much been right in in like just publication history the shortest herald of galactus ever like he he didn't last he yeah. was not the one there with him the longest when it comes to publication. Now in time, yeah, sure, they add a couple years on to everything, but I don't I don't know. I I'm I'm just I I can't fit him into like the universe that they set up. It's just, oh, so it's just a guy unless unless they ditch how serious he is and make the Silver Surfer match the actual idea that the mcu has for space because they have a very specific idea they they have for space and it works perfectly everybody is kind of trapped in the 80s so if they make him a straight up bro surfer dude i'm with it i can do it
1: that's that's amazing yeah like a
0: total bro but at the same time takes his job super serious Right, like do I'm with that, but like the whole oh I'm just here so my planet does not get blown up. Okay, great, but I, I here's
2: my thing with since since Marvel and Disney just kind of acquired uh, or reacquired um, all these other heroes, X Men, Fantastic Four, whatever. I am a firm believer that they should do the same thing they did with Spider Man as far as introducing them. No more origin stories. Just bring them in. None. Just bring them in. Just bring them in. If you don't know the fucking origin stories at this point, that is your problem. Go
0: figure it out. Like, like I'm, I'm so I'm so tired of just like like, like I said on your podcast, if I got to watch Uncle Ben or Thomas and Martha Wayne get off on screen one more time, I'm not I'm I'm not I'm, I don't want to do it. You know, I'm just I'm I'm good. We already know Right.
2: And that's and honestly we have two fantastic four movies. Well, three. Um, Two good ones, and then one that exists. Technically,
0: technically four if you want to go with the one that they made just so they could make (sighs) it. Oh
2: my God. I'm
0: old enough to remember that was on the cover of Time Magazine.
2: Specifically, go watch the Jessica Alba, Chris Evans Uh version of Fantastic Four if you don't know the origin story. Or pick up a comic book. I don't care. Or here's
0: another thing you can do. Go
2: figure it out for yourself, do your own homework. It is not the MC's
0: huge job to catch you up. You can do if you got like a minute of time in your day, go to YouTube and type in fantastic Four cartoon theme song. It tells you everything (laughs) you need to know. It is.
2: That's true. There's just, there's tons of source material outside of the comic books. For those of you that just would rather watch um, these heroes, like that's your preferred medium. There is stuff on the X Men. There is there's eight gajillion things on the X Men, the animated series, and then not anything but the shifted timeline. Right. Um Fantastic Four, Spider Man, all of it. There's so much content for you to go back and look at if you want to know history and origins. Um, the the MCU doesn't need to catch not you at up. all. That's, it's like we don't go to your. We're at home. a
0: point. We're we're at like Phase Four in a series of movies. I, I don't think we need any more origin stories unless, like, it's absolutely I, I necessary. I, I, I'm i just like, if we're going to have the X-Men, okay, just tell us how we got to the point where mutants exist and where they've been all this time oh. and just go from there.
2: Oh, I'm trying to talk about this. Okay, someone, because you know, I've been wanting House of M for forever, right. but I don't want them to fuck it. Which, at this point, I feel like they would. Um, but someone brought up, on my tiktok what if they did it in the reverse and brings and all of the music, you in? Yeah. Them, in to bring them in yes first of all that's genius and i love it second of all absolutely it, do that
0: that's <laughs> a, it's an easy way to get everybody there. And people are just... Spot- because mutants are... They've been brought into the Marvel Universe in comics because Stan Lee was tired of trying to figure out what chemical accident made these heroes. And he was like, no, nah, they're just born this way. Right. They're just born this way. Let's just call it that. And, just
2: go and it. it would be a very easy way to retcon back her original parents. Exactly.
0: That's an easy way to Very do it.
2: easy. Like one line of dialogue
0: and <laughs> and 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 that would and be and that would be a good thing to do now the thing is uh here's something tragic so we just saw the birth of Billy and Tommy uh for yes. those of us in the know in comics uh <laughs> they're gonna go <laughs> they're, they're gonna go too
2: uh, i know look i okay so i got really excited when they like, they she they they showed her pregnant uh-huh. And then, obviously, she progressed through that pregnancy so fast. I'm like, yes, yes, we're getting the we're getting the twins. We're getting Wiccan and Speed. And then I sat back and I thought about it for a second. I was like, okay, we're getting Wiccan and Speed. We're losing Wiccan yeah. and Speed, and eventually we're getting yeah. them back. And like, <laughs> because we they, we it's already been very very clear that the MCU is setting up Young yes. Avengers now. Yes, there are different versions of that team. Yes, the characters they set up so far not a part of that team originally. Nope. Doesn't matter. Um. Doesn't matter literally at all, Um, because Young Adventures, we're getting some of them. I know America Chavez is eventually getting brought into the MCU, so is Kamala Khan, Um, but I know we're getting Wiccan and Speed back, so like, it's all about how they go. Is it going to be comic book accurate, or are you just going to make some shit up? That doesn't make sense.
0: Well, I mean, sometimes making shit up that doesn't make sense worked out well because the original Avengers team in the MCU, there's only uh two Founding Avengers on that team. Just, just,
1: just fair. Hulk yeah. And actually,
2: Iron Man. um for those of you who don't know, the original orig- original Avengers team, Captain America
0: isn't even either, on oh, the first team. Oh, no, he's on team. the second. Like Captain yep. America's
2: he was kind of right on back as an original Avenger, but he was in the ice when the Avengers exactly, were Exactly, because
0: like the original Avengers team was Wasp, Ant-Man, Hulk, uh, Iron Man, and Thor. Those are the originals. Yeah, it
2: sounds funny. Those,
0: <laughs> are, those are the originals. And then the second team, Hulk quit after a mission. He was like, I don't want to be with you. Yep. Hulk quit after a mission, Uh, and then it was Iron Man, Captain America, Quicksilver, Scarlet Witch, Hawkeye. And I think that was it.
2: Yes, cuz that was after um uh the twins were They were with
0: the Brotherhood of Left Brotherhood. Of- yeah. The yeah. worst team name ever. Brotherhood of Mutant sounds better, but
2: all variations Yeah. All variations of that team name were so bad. Yeah, they were so It sounded like DC named yeah, them. Honestly. Brotherhood of
0: mutants is much better than we're the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. Be like, uh I just wanted
2: to make it really clear they were on yeah, the bad we just side. Want, we're,
0: we're, we're not in primary colors, but you know what? We're bad guys. Be like, okay, yeah, we, we kind of get it. Y'all put the evil in your name, and y'all living in Mount Doom with the Injustice League next door? What the mm-hmm. hell? Like, <laughs> like it was
2: My I did a YouTube video a while back of and this was just DC. But uh, the worst uh, hero or villain names ever, or the
0: dumbest uh-huh. powers,
2: and they often go together. It was uh, it was great. It was easily the best thing I've you ever. Got
0: to put Toad on there.
2: You got to mm-hmm. put Toad in there. He... I had, um, I got, I had a few. Um, that one was just DC. So we had, of course, Arm Fall Off Boy. Oh, that was, matter, his, matter, that was Yeah, his he's power from now.
0: the Legion of Heroes. Three thousand. <laughs> Which...
2: Oh, the Legion of Heroes, which is also a stupid name, and it can, contains some really cool heroes with
0: really stupid you names. You got some really shitty heroes on there, too, like Matter Eater Lad. All he can do is mm-hmm. eat matter. That's it. Yep. Or Bouncing Boy. Yep. Who's just-
2: oh, Bouncing Boy was on that oh, list. Yeah. yeah, DC's a fun time, guys. Check it out just for some laugh. right. the laughs. The like... coolest
0: DC hero is actually one of the coolest Marvel heroes because, and this is something I wanted to bring up because I didn't bring it up on, on the last time we spoke on your podcast. Uh, Nightcrawler was supposed to be a DC hero. He got pitched to DC and yes. they turned him down because he looked mm-hmm. weird. So they pitched him to Marvel and they was like, yeah, we we, look- we could bring him back for the X-Men. And they was like, all right, cool. Which, here's some, here's a very significant relationship with wanda and nightcrawler uh in one universe marvel and nightcrawler are married and they have a daughter actually they have a couple couple children they have a couple children yes yes, and they actually because they got together because of their shared like they're both kind of from like where wanda's from in the fictional country of uh the fictional mountain of wandegor mount wandegor uh <laughs> mm-hmm. which is such a fun name to say uh mount wandegor they both have that kind of like eastern european vibe going on and stuff uh she is a uh, roma jewish she's roma jewish and nightcrawler is roman catholic which okay cool they uh <laughs> It goes to a storyline that I absolutely hate with Revolving Nightcrawler, where they wanted to make him a pope. And oh, yeah. They wanted yeah. to make him the pope, and then Revolving the Antichrist. I'm like, yeah. ugh, ugh. But Nightcrawler and Scarlet Witch have a daughter named Nocturne, who is one of the most. Talia Josephine yep.
1: <laughs> And
0: she is an amazing hero that they, they got away from. She just disappeared at some point. Yeah. And they bring it up like her relationship with her dad and her mom is, is always been front and center in like a lot of the books that she's been in. And she actually had, she's one of the few alternate reality children who gets along with her current reality parents <laughs> without them being all mm-hmm. weird about it. Like the worst parents in the Marvel universe, Scott and Jean Summers, Jesus Christ.
2: Oh my God. Well, honestly, their relationship is terrible, so what
0: did you expect from their relationship with their kid? Oh my god, it's like, hey, I'm stuck in another universe and stuff. Uh, you guys are my parents from another universe. Get away from me, kid! Like, whoa, what the fuck? <laughs> like, what the shit? Like...
2: Yeah. And I will say something Marvel does do significantly better than DC in the comics uh, is, first of all, there's not 8 million alternate universes. Um, but... They tie in their universes to each other much more clearly. Mm-hmm. So you're not, like, guessing whether something you're reading in an alternate universe is relevant at right. all to the main continuity. Whereas DC, they'll go from one universe to the main continuity and be like, what are you talking about? That never happened. Right, exactly. <laughs> what? I read it. like... <laughs>
0: But, yeah, like, Marvel, yeah, so, because we're getting, we're getting the multiverse. That's, that's what we're getting. And I would love to see Nocturne brought in, like, into some form.
2: Of- I would love to see her, yeah, I would love to see her meet Wiccan
0: and Speed. That'd be great. Have Green, they, that would be super cool. they ever cool. met on panel? Mm-mm. Okay, yeah, that's what I thought, because, like, Nocturne's more of, Not Nocturne's more of an X-Men character anyway, but... Right, huh. and Lincoln
2: and Speed went, went uh, Avengers, Avengers
0: yeah. So, huh, that'd be it. see if you're if you're a comic book writer and you're you have the the access to these characters, please make that happen and add on to
1: oh, yeah, add on it. to
0: Alexandria's quest <laughs> of collecting all of uh, Scarlet Witch's appearances.
1: <laughs> uh,
0: which, good luck on that. I, I I really do hope you get them all.
1: Oh, it's going
2: to cost three thousand thousands oh, yeah. of dollars. Please, please, don't,
0: please don't bankrupt yourself over this. But, you know.
2: It's going to be. Well, I mean, her first appearance alone is the cheapest I can find is 500 bucks. So. Ugh. I'm doing it. It's happening. Eventually. And it's it oh, a comic
0: God. from the 60s. So it's not like you can actually read it with your hands without it. Like crumble oh no
2: no 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 no! It will be living in a hard At plastic actual, shell. I just
0: because once, once <laughs> the elements hits a sixty year old piece of paper, it's, it's been one.
2: <laughs> See, that's why you shop on eBay for comics. For those of you who are also comic book collectors, people on eBay have no idea what they have. I have I have her first appearance, um, the first appearance of her grown kids which is also where she defeats Ultron and Jocasta. And I bought it for $7. What? And it is a first, first print. See? People don't know what they have, so they're selling them for super cheap. I have the first appearance of Carol Danvers that I bought for $4. And you know how I know the person who had it didn't deserve to have it? He sent it to me, sandwiched between two pieces of cardboard, no plastic anywhere. I'm like, oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> oh. I was like opening it so carefully. It was giving me a heart attack. I'm like, what are you all doing? Right. <laughs> Who does this? put it in a plastic bag it's or something? Bad. Jeez. <laughs> like,
0: bags and boards only cost 35 cents. You can.
2: It's not, that. yeah, just protect him. Like, what, what are you doing?
0: <laughs> but yeah. So like, so what are you expecting? Like going forward in WandaVision? Like, what do you, what do you want to see? And what do you think we're going to get? Cause those are two different answers.
2: That's, yeah, that's very true. Um, Well, the expansion of her powers, I think, has gone really well. What I don't know if, I think a lot of people just chalk it up as magic every time she does something. But you need to understand the kind of magic she's using. Because the kind of magic she's using, especially in Doctor Strange 2, because Doctor Strange also uses magic, but it's a different kind of magic. There are different... Power sets for each type of magic. So when she makes it rain in the house, and then she blows wind through the house to dry everything off, she was using elemental That's magic. Elemental, yes. Which is something she got through Agatha Harkness. So I like that. Um, but just just for the record, all the kinds of magic that exist in the comic book universe, Wanda has all of them. Just just so we know,
0: Wanda has every exactly. single one. and not and, and I think she's one of like three people who has all of them. And all and to be clear, Doctor Strange does, does not. not. And, all, and, all, and I was about to say: all three people who have all types of magic are all women.
2: Are women? Thank
1: you. All, yes.
0: It is. Um, uh, it's her, and uh, magic. Uh, Eleonora Rasputin, who is super duper powerful. Uh, and I think yep. Agatha Harkness is the third one.
2: Yes. Um, Yes, so Wanda has all the kinds of magic. So it's not just magic. I want to be clear, especially before going into Doctor Strange 2, since that's where her story is going to continue, is they have two different power sets, and they've already set up that Wanda has multiple kinds of magic. I want everyone else to be as upset about this as I am once her powers are fully expanded and then Doctor Strange randomly beats her in their showdown, because we all know that's what's going to happen, even though it makes no sense, and it made no sense in the comic books. I will die on this hill. Um, (laughs) what I want to see is Agnes's character growing a little bit because she was a neighbor Agnes. Um, she was one of the people who was kind of looking at Viz going, you understand what's happening, right? In the, in the third episode. Um, and Vision still isn't connecting the dots. Um, so I'd like to see her character expanded and see how she interacts with wanda as agatha yeah
1: um
2: and to see if if they're going to give is agnes just going to be an unlocking source for wanda or is she going to actually have powers herself because if that's the case she might be able to break wanda of of this reality they're trapped in as well um or at least help that process um because she could potentially use her magic to make Vision realize what's happening, so that Vision can break her of the reality. Because you know you got to have a chain of events. Um, I want to see that once, it, if she's broken of once she's broken of this reality, do her kids just disappear?
1: Yeah.
2: At- because something we did see in the first couple of episodes is. It be, I'm glad they did them in black and white for this purpose is every time she kind of broke concentration or lost a little bit of control. That's where we would get the yeah, color.
0: That's where we get tonal changes and stuff in there as well.
2: When, when what cut herself, when the helicopter flew in and turned into a toy helicopter, no. um, that was Wanda not having complete control over the situation. And therefore, reality started to bleed into this little TV yep. show world. So once she's broken of that reality and she no longer has control, where or she's no longer in a, a space where she's controlling all the elements, what happens to her kids? Is that how they're going to disappear them? I got
0: them? a theory. And I, then I got a theory. How are they going to bring them back in? Right. I got a theory based on everything that we've already said. And knowing that uh, Wanda is going to be in the next uh, uh, Doctor Strange film, Uh, In the comics, Mm -hmm. Dr. Strange is very instrumental on letting her know that her children don't exist. So maybe at the last episode of WandaVision, Dr. Strange comes in and says, all right, enough of this. This isn't happening. Because he's supposed to be the person who's keeping tabs on everything, uh, for lack of a better term, magical, going on on Earth. So maybe he's the one Mm -hmm. who kind of... She she snaps out of what's going on and stuff. Her children are still there. Yay, everybody's ha- happy. And then he comes in with his rock and roll fingers spinning around and stuff and just takes that away from her, setting up his... Right. And, that, and, and that's the reason well, why they fight in his movie.
2: Yeah, I, that's my other issue, because they're having a showdown in his yeah. movie. So the likelihood that Wanda wins that battle is zero. It's, because the, it's zero percent. The movie's, percent.
0: Called, Doctor, the movie's called Doctor Strange. He's not going to lose.
2: Exactly. He's, he's going to beat her, which, just for the record, again, makes no sense. It never made sense. Didn't make sense in the comic books. Doesn't make sense now. Um, but my it, my thing with her being in that film is she's just going to be a plot point and a plot device. Mm-hmm. For his character, and that uh-huh, is also an issue.
0: <laughs> well, that's—I mean—and and I'm not defending this at all, but like that's just how that shit happens in the comics. You got to understand that is, and I'm not, I'm not talking down at you or anything, but like it's th- this shit's written for and by white dudes. Men. It, yeah, white. Yeah. Yes. Is is that has always it's, been it's always been the case?
2: In fact, one of my studies is literally titled comic books are written are
0: still written by men for yeah, men it, it's, so. a, it's a say, and, and by specific men like white men because me as a black comic book reader mm-hmm. me as a black comic book reader it's hard to like sometimes digest some of the shit that's written like i've refused oh, I've, i flat out refuse to read black panther books that aren't written by black people which are very few i mean we've only we've that's only fair. recently gotten black Panther comic Written.
1: God, if I did the same with female comic book yeah. writers, i never read it. Yeah, um, it's like, like some,
0: of them, some, of, them, some um, of them are just like, oh, this isn't how people would speak. This isn't how this character would speak or anything God, like
2: that, right. you know,
0: which is... Uh,
2: right, like, and, and that's my people, I've gotten a lot of, well, if you don't like it, don't watch it, or if you don't like it, don't read it lately. I'm like, here's, here's what these straight white dudes that are getting triggered by these conversations don't understand is... If I avoided everything that depicted women improperly, I would never absorb media of any kind. Exactly. Ever. Like, do you want do you want women and people of color to go live in a cave where we don't absorb music or television or movies or books or video games? Because that's what would happen if we didn't interact with it. Nothing would change. First of all, exactly. Second of all, it it's. There is sexism and racism in every piece of media, in every corner of every version of the entertainment industry. And so to say, if you don't like it, don't experience it or whatever, is super tone deaf and obnoxious very, and condescending. It is and it's very right dismissive. It's right in line with the same people that go, well, if you don't like it, do it yourself cool you do understand the people in positions of power to get these things out there are still white men who obviously don't want things to change right so i could make it myself do you genuinely think that there are not comic book writers because there are not women who want these jobs that there are not women that are not qualified for these jobs like that's not it bud there's just too many white men sitting in a fucking office making all the decisions still If you want exact numbers on how many comic- like, how many comic book creators there are in each demographic, I have that in a podcast episode of mine that's out, but, like, it's- it's not that we don't want things to change, it's that this generation- the generation currently in power needs to die off so we can do it,
0: um- (laughs) That's no I completely agree with you because it's it's very dismissive to say, well, if you don't like it, you don't have to watch it. No, it's because I like it, I want mm-hmm. it to be better. You know, there's nothing wrong with wanting it right. to be better or something to actually reflect the actual real world, which is why I have such an attachment to the X-Men because with all of its faults, it's still one of it's very still much, yeah. one of the things that actually reflects the real world. Like my thing with the X-Men is, yes, it reflects diversity people hate the x-men who have the same powers as everybody on the avengers except they were just born Mm -hmm. that way they were born with it instead of you know oh you know i spilled this chemical that i was gonna test on myself anyway now i got superpowers everybody loves me like oh that kid was born blue kill him like what the hell my problem with the x my problem with the x-men was Uh, Professor X and Magneto are supposed to be Martin Luther King and Malcolm X,
1: respectively. The thing is,
0: at the time that they were created, both Malcolm X and Martin Luther King, both alive, both very black, but they still represented by two white guys. I, I, yeah, that's that's part of the problem. That's part of the problem.
2: And that's why I think that change once they bring in the X Men into the MCU that's a change they
0: should make. Make them black. Like I I like I said. And, and I'm totally fine with Wanda and Pietro having a black father and a white mom. I'm cool with that because I want I want a Black Magneto. I've brought this up I, several times.
2: Look, I've run into this problem in musical theater a lot too because I've run into some really not subtly racist casting directors. Like do people not understand that biracial people exist? Oh, they like, don't. No. Lizzie Olsen and Pietro don't look like they would be right but gee, there wouldn't be too many questions if you made magnolia
0: not, not too like, many also and, and here's and this is just a, like a tangent but it's a literary reference uh people haven't understand that biracial people existed for an extremely long time there's a king arthur story exactly. which tells you how old that is there was a knight who was <laughs> there was a knight who was biracial but the person who wrote it didn't know how to like describe biracial people, even though all across Europe at this time in history, there've been biracial people, there've mm-hmm. been black people all up and down Britain. They've drew him half black, half white, meaning they split his face. So he looked like imagine two face from fucking Batman as yes. Oh that's, that's how they describe him as,
2: That's so bad. Oh, my God.
0: So, yeah. (laughs) So it's not a big stretch to see biracial people exist in comics. It's been a thing for a very, very long time. It's not a stretch to see black superheroes. It's been a thing for a very long time. And we're just now getting black people in superhero positions that are actually doing things for the community, which is why Luke Cage is one of the most popular of all Of in black, black culture. In general, Luke Cage has always been a popular superhero one because he has a superpower that is very useful to black people in contemporary times. He's bulletproof. He also does things. Yeah. Yeah. He also does things for his community and, he's he's very right. I, I I love street level heroes like outside of the x-men street level heroes are my jam because who's looking that while the avengers are kicking ass in space and like saving the world as a whole who's the one saving people from the buildings that they're destroying you know who's who's right cleaning yeah, yeah, up yeah the neighborhoods and stuff you got your luke cages you got spider-man is a street level hero i don't care what the mcu tries to yep. do spider-man he's the he, he <laughs> is the friendly neighborhood Spider Man.
2: Neighborhood <laughs> Spider Man. No, I get yeah. that. I love Tom Holland I, too much, I, so I don't. I here's here's my thing. Go ahead. So many people hate the way the MCU has taken Spider Man, and I get it. I get it. His characterization is still accurate, whether or not you like his right. plot points. Tom Holland is the best Spider Man. I will not be taking comments on that. That's just a fact. Um. <laughs> If you, but, like, can you imagine bringing comic book accurate, like, plot point-wise, Spider-Man into the state Absolutely of the MCU as it is? You would be so bored. You're, you're wasting like, a huge element.
0: So my thing is, Spider-Man in my comics should be a street-level hero. Spider-Man in movies, it would be a dumb business idea to keep him just in Queens or Manhattan or whatever. No. Yeah, Spider-Man exactly. on film is a license to print money. Get him in space. I'm fine with that. <laughs> you know, that I'm I'm completely fine with right. my Spider Man kicking ass in space in the movies. In the comic books, though, I want to see somebody, well, hopefully not. I don't want to see him still struggling to pay rent and stuff. No, I don't want a, a homeless Spider-Man. But at the same time, he's still
1: <laughs> a friendly
0: neighborhood Spider-Man in the comics. That's fine. Right. But we need more street level heroes. This is why I love Daredevil. This is why I love She-Hulk, because not only are, excuse me, not only are they superheroes. Daredevil's a lawyer, so he could literally right. help people. He's he's helping the justice system. He's not only just a hero at night, stopping mob bosses and stuff. He's actually getting innocent people out of jail during the day. She Hulk, she hopes mm-hmm. since she's very public with who she is, she's on the superhero side of litigation. You know, she's like, hey, you know, uh. Tony Stark is an award profiteer, even though, you know, he bought the company that cleans up after us when we uh destroyed the city, which is a huge issue. <laughs> but right, but yeah, it's it's one of those things like uh and, and then Wanda, Wanda at some point when they went, when they took the Avengers to the West Coast, to a certain degree, they were street level heroes. Oh, very much so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they weren't, like, really going out on, like, far-off adventures and stuff. They was like, no, we, we just kind of want to go to the nice beach, and then we'll just save L.A. every year <laughs> and then, you know? But, yeah. I, I
2: really... That's, that's definitely the case, because they were also adjusting to a new environment, so it was very much a kind monster of monster-of-the-week yeah. feeling.
0: And, like, they had all the... they and, West Coast Avengers at the time they had all the hot superheroes. You had Wonder Man, you had, um,
1: you had <laughs> Spider
0: Woman number eighteen, because um, there's so many Spider Women in, in the world. <laughs> there, so so many- there are so many Spider Men. There's so many, and some of them don't even have spider powers. That's the funny part. Uh-
2: <laughs> oh, it's hilarious. I was- I'm actually. I'm having um another. Guest on on my podcast just talk about the women in the Spider Verse. Oh, yeah. So there's there's a there's a billion, but uh, specifically because after I'm after I make a dent in my list of appearances of Wanda, I want to uh, get every Silver Sable comic. Not every comic she's been in, just her solo right. titles. The Silver Sable is also one of my favorites. Um, but but that. That's significantly less comics, thank God. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes.
2: And I, I got a good chunk of those uh, when Dimples was going out of business. So,
0: But, yeah, so when you, when you put all those elements together and stuff in the show, uh, I, I think they got a good story going now. The first two episodes, you know, if you want to watch a lot of, like, filler and stuff and get some introductions on people, sure, go ahead and watch them. But things really pick up in that third episode. And then afterwards, I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing like how uh, Geraldine slash Monica Rambeau, uh, what that debriefing is going to look like. I'm almost positive they're not going to go into that, right? But I really want to see what that debriefing is going to be like. And
2: I will say, I, we know we're getting Spectrum at some point because watching Captain Marvel, that was her mom's call yeah. sign on the side of her plane. Yep. So we know we're getting it. I just don't know if we're getting it during WandaVision.
0: I'm not. I'm, well, they still got Captain Marvel two coming.
2: That's true. That's very true. So, and, and it'll be interesting to see that relationship because her and Carol, when she was a little girl, her and Carol had that super right. close, really adorable relationship. That was one of the up. That, that was one of the high points of, of Captain Marvel's and,
0: first movie. Do you know? Do you uh, know if Captain Marvel two is going to be still set in the past? Or are they going to push it to current times? Because they, they should. I
1: believe it's going to be in current times. Good,
0: because time. I, I don't. I'm
1: really hoping it's going to be. I don't. Anymore. I don't
0: want to see uh back in time stuff again. Just get us caught up to where everybody is doing now.
2: It's unnecessary, yeah.
0: Because yeah. we we learned. What...
2: Especially since she's obviously going to be the new leader of the All Avengers, right. we need. We're going to need time to adjust to that. Yeah.
0: So we we need that.
2: Whether you like her or not, I love her. I'm still going to need time to adjust Everybody, to that. Everybody's so going
0: right. to need time to adjust to that because our, our main Avengers, uh, like our big three, two of them are gone and Thor's in space.
2: Yeah. It's like, it's like watching the doctor regenerate. I need, I need a minute before yeah. I go to the next yeah. one.
0: I, <laughs> Cause I, I, well, three, three are gone because, um, uh, I forgot, um, Black Widow's, can't canonically did even though she still has a movie in limbo uh,
2: okay that's another thing that pissed me off when i was going on my comic books are sexist rants um someone someone really had the audacity to say well uh black widow is getting her own movie i was like dude she's dead like first of all it was way too late second of all it's being released long after right. her death in the context of the franchise so who cares at this right. point
0: who like at least with vision we got we can, we can get like something from that but like scarlet witch being back around Not scarlet witch i'm sorry something is scarlet johansson um, <laughs>
1: <Right>. <laughs> oh i do that all uh, the time <laughs> yeah.
0: um, black widow it's like okay she's around but let, let's be really honest there were two Avengers who really had no business fighting in an alien invasion. And that, that was uh, a black widow who can run out of bullets really quick. And then the guy they got at a sporting goods right. store, Hawkeye, who's who came to a alien fight. <laughs> and I love that in Avengers and, and with uh, here's a moment with Wanda that you might enjoy in Age of Ultron, he's like, we're on a floating island, there's an army of robots, I have a bow and arrow. None of this know, makes sense. <laughs> none of this makes sense. Yes, I, I do love that. I'm so good. glad that he was like, you know, you know what, I'm retiring after this because I have a fucking bow and arrow and we're fighting robots and aliens. This is above my pay grade. Right. It, that
2: moment was fun. I love the way they did MCU Clint and I think Jeremy Renner, yes, it's very different than the comic books, I get it, but. Jeremy Renner, I think, kept the characterization pretty oh, accurate. Yeah. Um those that part where uh Quicksilver grabs Wanda and then runs away and then Hawkeye's just running after him mumbling yeah. shit. That's, that's very,
1: very, very Hawkeye. Hawkeye.
2: Okay. Um and it was hilarious. The one and we talked about this a little bit on mine that I thought was super weird, was when Clint had a family, so they had to make Clint and Wanda's relationship like Mentor, yeah. mentee, father, yeah. daughter. I look at my dad, I go, that's, that's weird. And he goes, why? because oh, they totally slept uh, together. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> like what, what? Like really?
0: Uh, they.
1: A
2: couple He was he was in a love triangle with her and yeah.
0: Viz. So and she was in one with him and Mockingbird. Like they were. Yes. Even in and... Wanda
1: was like. So many love triangles.
0: Here's, here's how. Here's how much like Hawkeye and Scarlet Witch hooked up in the comics. Even after she kills him, he still goes back to hook up with her again. She killed you, and you still want to hook up.
1: <laughs> like, I mean, she's perfect. I don't to say, apparently,
0: because he's like, "Look, I know she killed me, but look, I'm about to get on this flight because." <laughs>
2: But look at her, she's so pretty. Lisa
0: Luria, crazy. I, I will say,
2: though I, wasn't, though I wasn't a huge fan content-wise of the first two episodes, the different period looks on Elizabeth Olsen were perfect. Oh, yeah. I love her so much. She's beautiful and amazing. And then, specifically in the third episode, when she's giving birth, I like, right before, and she's looking at Geraldine going, I can't, I can't. Like, Elizabeth Olsen is such a good actress. And I wish there was more... She has a few independent films, but I wish there was more outside the MCU for everyone to watch how amazing she is, because I freaking love her.
0: I like I, I, in the, the costuming is great. And I also love because th- this is just me being a fan of TV. I love in the third episode. The theme song is a mix between the Brady Bunch and the Partridge family. I, yes. <laughs> I, I I'm like sitting on the couch watching it this morning and I'm almost like hello world, here's a song that was and I I could hear that in the background and stylistically I'm like, all right, cool. Right. This is here we go. All I needed for them to, was to just like make a band and start singing songs because that's what they did in shows with families. At some point they start a band. Yeah, yeah. At yeah. some point they start a band. But yeah, so going forward with these, what I wanna see Um, is more explanation on what the hell is happening, which we'll get over the course of a couple episodes, hopefully, and then more little reveals on what exactly is happening because I'm honestly, I'm thinking they're going the direction that Wanda is at least, I'm not even going to say villain, but kind of an antagonist, as well as being a protagonist in this. Yeah. And Vision just existing because she willed it to be. Uh the whole Mephisto thing, they put kind of a nod in it. I looked really really close like in in the theme song, uh Vision is reading a book on pregnancy and it's a red book with a dude with like a, a tattered cape on it. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, if you want right. kids are part of Mephisto's soul um in the comics So, which they, they were just like, yeah, she's they're part of his soul. And we're, please don't ask us to explain that. (laughs) Please
2: don't ask us
0: to to So
1: his
2: soul was fragmented. He had, he, uh, what's his face, went to go get pieces of his soul for him. But before he could do so, Wanda really wanted kids. And so she needed the energy or whatever. She needs something to build off of. At this point in her reality, creating right. warping powers, and so she somehow calls two fragments of his soul to her, and that turned into Billy and Tommy.
0: Right. Oh, and, and exactly that's why they didn't want to explain it because that explanation, you're like, what? <laughs> you know, which is look, no
2: don't question comic books. Okay, it what? happened. <laughs> it
0: just happened that way.
2: It just happened. You don't need to know why.
0: <laughs> all right. So, uh I think we got it all covered for this week. Uh, actually at the end of the season, uh, and, and I, I want you to have, want you to back on so we can, we can finish up the discussion of like the whole thing of what's going on. Uh, so I, I hope, I hope of you course. can be available for that. Uh, Alexandra, tell everybody where we can find you.
2: All right, so I am on Instagram at Fangirl Productions 13 um, My podcast is Lady Comic Book History, which also has a Facebook page for it where all of the podcast episodes get posted and articles that I write that are also relating to comic books. And we're getting into a YouTube channel soon,
0: too. So that'll be interesting. We'll definitely keep you guys updated on when that YouTube channel comes up. Uh, I'm your host, Aaron. And that's going to wrap up this week's episode of Temple of Geek. I want to thank everybody who tuned in today, especially our guest, Alexandria Sams, uh, for being here with us. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to hit us up on Facebook or Twitter using the handle Temple of Geek. Uh, If you want to check out some of our other episodes, head over to TempleofGeek.com where you'll find all sorts of content that pertains to the world of geek. Alexandria, thank you again for being on. This was a, a great, great episode. Um, and we look forward to seeing you in a couple weeks when this all wraps up and we can figure out exactly what's going on and what's happening next. Uh, thank you again for being on. Thank you for having me. I'm
2: looking forward to talking about the end of the series.
0: Please follow us on Twitter <laughs>